Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and I'm joined by my fellow progressive property trainers today. It is coming up on Halloween and we thought we'd get together and have a chat about some of our property horror stories, share them with you, maybe you can have a few laughs and also learn what to avoid in your property journey. So I'm joined by Katie Wilson, who's the deal packaging expert here at Progressive Property, Dan Eaton, who specializes in commercial conversions. We got Tony Gargan on all things buy, refurbish, rent, refinance and speaking. If you want to learn how to speak, better than me <laughs> and we got Kevin Paneskis for serviced accommodation so welcome guys and um yeah what are your big horror stories around property investment who'd like to go first gone Katie I'll volunteer you I've got a horror story did it happen on Halloween no, just Oh Halloween. No. Oh Halloween. Halloween. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Comment in the chat. Comment in the chat if Irish people say Halloween, Halloween, whatever, better than English people, let me know in the chat. Anyway will work, won't oh, it, Kevin? Any, anyway. 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 Sorry, Katie. So anyway, anyway Katie. Horror story. I did get chased down the road by a drug dealer, stroke cage fighter once. In my deal packaging life. Why? So um I was going with an owner of a property that had taken his house back from the tenant who was a cage fighter. We didn't know he was a drug dealer at this point, just a cage fighter. And um, we got access to the property because legally he had evicted him and he'd left. So then we got the, the locks changed, we got in the house and I was started walking around the house because I'm viewing it to buy it because I bought it at a discount, we've already agreed the price. And as I got to the loft, I found tens of thousands of pounds <laughs> worth of plants. What, like, did you yeah. package them as drugs. well? Drugs. No, <laughs> drugs are not included in this deal. Um, but um, That's a new there were so many. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. And um, I realised that he hadn't left if he'd left all those plants. And as I was at the top of the house in the attic, attic room, I could hear um, Freddie, who owned the house at the, at the time, in the basement shouting to me, Kate, you need to come and see this. And as I went down into the basement, there were even more plants. And I said to Freddie, we've got to get out of here because he's not left these, he's coming back. And as I came down up the stairs, I heard this deep voice, because there's the locksmith in the door, me and Freddie are in the house, and then I heard this deep voice going, so you're in there. I was like, <laughs> in my stilettos, I bolted out the back door. It was like a mid-terrace house, but it had like, there was a split between, so it was actually a semi. So I'm shimmying, so it's not a terrible <laughs> answer at all. Property expert. <laughs> it's a property expert. It was. <laughs> and I'm shimmying in my stilettos down the little alleyway, checking if it's clear. I saw a man at the door, I'm just bolted. And um, it turned out it wasn't the drug dealer, it was the next door neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran, and as I'm running, I've left Freddie, who owns the house, I've left the vendor behind for dead. Um, and I was on the phone to my mentor, David Siegler at the time, and um, he's like, so what's happened with the vendor? I says, I've left him. <laughs> he says, you've left him for dead. I said, yeah, save yourself. <laughs> so anyway, then he rings, the vendor then rings, tries to ring me. So I was like, David, I've got to go because the vendor's ringing me back. He's obviously not dead. So I answered the phone. <laughs> so I answered the phone. He says, where have you gone? I said, I've bolted, mate. Are you okay? He was like, yeah, it's the next door neighbour. You can come back. So um, as I came back, 
there was a woman stood. So we'd rang the police, the police turned up, seized all the drugs. And as the police are coming in and out, I'm stood outside and there's this woman stood there like this, across the road. And I was like, I reckon that's, her. that's the girlfriend of the drug dealer stroke cage fighter. She looked rough. You know when you know you'd be beaten in a fight? <laughs> I knew I'd have been beaten. So what I thought was, I'd test the water. So I was looking across the road at her. So I thought, I'll try and be hard. And I went, all right? And she went, yeah. And I was like, okay. She's yeah, it's a, yeah. I bought the house though. Got it, got it, got it at discount. No drugs included. And um, then I refurbished it and sold it for double what I paid for it. Nice. Excellent. So nightmare into a ka-ching moment. Right, who can beat that? So I bought a portfolio, which we, when we were buying the portfolio, our plan was to get into every property, have a little look around as you do. You know, you never do buying properties that you haven't really seen. Um, but there was quite a lot of properties in this. COVID hit, and so not everybody was willing to allow you into the house. We bought the portfolio anyway, um, knowing that we were going to sell on some of them. But there was one in particular that was just going to be a, a cash cow because the tenant had already moved out. They'd only moved out a couple of weeks before. So we thought, well, this is going to be in half decent condition if a tenant has been living in it. We finally managed to get into the property. Um, so thankfully, the surveyors didn't manage to get in. They'd done a drive-by, which I know in Liverpool sounds really bad, but this was a <laughs> drive-by valuation. Had a little look at the outside. And from the outside, this property looked okay. When we walked into the property, well, first of all, the smell to hit you was just horrific. And so I'm thinking, oh, you know, is something dead in the property? It smells like something's died in here. We opened the door, we had a little look. It was only a two up, two down. And it was, a, in fact, it was a downstairs bathroom. Take off the outrigger. So we walk through the living room, which doesn't look too bad. The smell starts to get worse. We walk through the kitchen. And in the kitchen, like the tenants, how people had lived in this property, I have no idea because it was in horrific condition. So the kitchen was quite bad. And then we walked into the bathroom and I have never seen mould and damp like it. Like we've seen some skanky houses. The lintel was disintegrating. The um, radiator was, it was like copper and black is how it looked. It was completely rusting away. The walls were that damp that when you touched it, they just crumbled. Um, it was not in the best of condition. It was a horror story. However, a bit like yours, turned out quite well because the drive-by valuation gave a full valuation on the property at full market value. We went in, saw that it needed a massive refurb. And because we had so many refurbs on, we sold it off to another investor who was a builder himself. Um, we sold it on for not much less than market value and they turned it into a lovely little two up two down which i spoke to him just a couple of days ago has been rented out for the last 18 months so it was a horror story but not quite like katie's nice. Ten good i've got plenty of others but that's the most tame that's the most tame yeah would like to go next okay i'll go next my horror story is very well timed for our halloween special is that like a Halloween special? Like a Halloween special, <laughs> but it's more scary. <laughs> okay. So as Kevin said there, some of the things that I do, I am a developer and I do conversions and I do new builds, etc. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horror story, right there. So I do, I do development. So one of the things I do is I bring back those commercial buildings that nobody wants. But every now and again, you end up with a building that's not necessarily commercial, might be something like a doctor's surgery. And this particular building was a doctor's surgery. 
And we're going to convert this doctor's surgery into five residential apartments and build seven apartments on the side of it. Now, in this doctor's surgery, an 1800s Edwardian mansion was a basement. And in that basement... Did have a trap door? Did have a trap door? Yeah. You're actually good at telling this in a horrific way. Yeah, yes. Don't wait till we get to the story. And in this basement, which hadn't probably been accessed for many, many years, and it's the kind of basement that's you know the ceilings are quite low. They've still got the old meat hooks that hang down from the ceiling. They've still got the old butcher's slab in the cold store part of the house. Still with the, what could only be described <laughs> as the blood stains from those butchered carcasses in the stonework. Okay? Get on with it. Do you know what? If you don't make it as a property developer, oh God. If you don't make it as a property developer, you could definitely be on children's programs Jack and teaching stories. This is not a kid's story. This is not meant for kids. Advisory! <laughs> but in the corner of the basement, was an old meat press, okay? Big slate meat press where they used to put the meat, put it full of salt and press it in. But that's not the scary thing. Now we were originally gonna be looking at putting flats (laughs) into this basement. But because this is an old doctor's surgery on an old Roman road, we had to have an ecological survey. So the ecologist had to come in, lift up the flagstones, to see if they could find anything of archaeological interest. Now, in one part of that basement, they pulled up the flagstones, they pulled back the dirt, they didn't find anything other than the old kind of chicken bones, and that's all fine. But on the other side, lifting up the big flagstones, pulling back the sand beneath, they found an urn, a Roman urn with a cremated, dead Roman within it. Cremated and dead. <laughs> Are you sure? It wasn't just cremated and alive, no? Did you check for a, did you check for a pulse? I mean, you've, you've been in the Navy, Dad. We, do you know what? Who knows? How do you know it was Roman? It said, made in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that the guy's name? Urn. He'd been there forever. But sure enough, they did find the Roman remains in an urn, and then when they went to put it back, they dropped it. So they smashed the urn and the ashes went everywhere. Because then they just keep it logged as in it's in there. So So what's the point? (laughs) So we couldn't do the basement thing, so they put all the flagstones back and everything else. But from that moment on, okay, when we're in that development, whenever you went in there, certain times of day, certain lighting conditions, you felt a presence. You felt like there was someone... Not a Christmas present. <laughs> you felt there was someone in there. Did you go alone? Not after the time the urn got broken. Was it the other person? <laughs> <laughs> his name Urn. So yeah, so my story is actually of oh, I'm crying. deceasedness. That's crematedness. Whilst <laughs> maybe being Dead still alive. <laughs> maybe while being dead A new alive. form. But again, a happy ending. We put the flagstones back, we built the flats, and we sold them. So now. Is that London Road? Yeah. So Ooh. now, every time I drive past it, 
and I see another for sale board up. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I wonder if there is something in that building now that was contained in that urn. We'll never know. <laughs> Top that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the storytelling part. I know. Yeah. He was so into it. I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'll I'll talk about a house that I bought that was dismissed by Caroline's family for looking like a haunted house. It was the ugliest house that they had ever seen. And um, Caroline and I definitely decided we're going to get that house. It, it's literally shocking, um, this, the state of this house. And it's not in a posh area as well. So you talk about Bronx versus Manhattan. It's just outside of the Bronx. I'm talking where if you stepped a few steps closer to the Bronx, you'd get a cap in your ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> a cap in your ass. I'm, I'm, guys, posh. I'm down with the kids, you, you so know. I'm down with the kids. Who's a posh street person? <laughs> <laughs> Did I not do that bit, right? And so we've, we've got the house, um, and so it's not in the fanciest of areas, and it was below ground level on two elevations. Uh, we... we got it cheap we got it for 90 grand two houses on one title this is south wales but we ended up spending spending 65 grand on the refurb to that sort it out <laughs> um and picture the scene the sorts of tenants that used to be in this house in order to create a cat run they just knocked holes out of the walls so they put shelves up the stairs and then at the top of the stairs, they just punched a hole through the wall and then, because it was on three stories, and, and then carried on at, up, up, up the stairs up to the, up to the top. So it was in a shocking condition. And we still didn't change what it looks like on the outside. So we did a full refurb. Ugliest house that you've ever seen still from the outside. And as service accommodation, it probably makes us as much money as any of other other service accommodation properties. We're talking over three grand a month profit on a haunted house in a not nice part of town that is pig ugly. The reason being, contractors love it and they don't give a toss what it looks like from the outside. So that is my haunted house story right there, folks. Don't dismiss them. I'm going to share a quick one, which is funny. I can't even show this on video, but I'll show you the video. Um, it's not a haunted um, horror story, but it's a horror. It's a it's a horror story of one tenant sending me a horror story, because um, it was a complaint from a tenant in a in a house of multiple occupation about one of the other tenants. <laughs> so, so anyway, the, if you pictured the tenant sitting in the kitchen, just relaxing and another one of their housemates decides to come downstairs and cook for them. And um, they sent me a video of the other tenant cooking, and this is the video. Oh, the you sure it's not you? The oh, yeah. So I'm not I sure if you can pick this oh, up no, on camera or not, if you're allowed. <laughs> There's no face on it, but if you did uh, want to zoom so in on that. this is your backside. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at that underwear. A prize. So it's, it's a tenant in, um, in his... Under crackers. Under, I think <laughs> ladies stained underwear on a man, probably. Not that the ladies would have stained it, but it's a stained <laughs> underwear. That, it does look like knickers, no? 
They look wet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, uh, the horror was was obviously with the tenants, but the other horror was mine because I then had to go and speak to the tenant about why they shouldn't be doing that it's in front the of. It's not the issue. It's it, the fact that he has socks and sliders on. Socks and sliders. <laughs> socks. So, so there is that one, and then on a, I actually did get a property on a lease option that had a um, a certain situation where. I went to view a property and I do what I always do when I view a property, which is talk to the person. And you know, you're walking around of where you're moving to, why you're moving. And when I asked the why you're moving question, they said, because we've got a ghost. So I could have burst out laughing, but instead I just kind of said, you know, well, what type of ghost? And <laughs> the dead type. How long have you had a ghost? Well, supposedly it turns out that like they'd go to bed at nighttime and they'd hear things moving and they'd wake up in the morning and the blinds would be moved or there'd be something moved in the kitchen or the house somewhere, like yeah, in the sitting room. And they'd had enough of all this stuff moving, so they just wanted to move on. Um, but we took that house on in 2017. We moved tenants in in 2017. I've had it now for six years and never once had a complaint about a ghost. I wonder if the ghost so moved with the tenants. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. They've moved eight times since. <laughs> I could have got a Can we be this unlucky? I could have got a forward and address and then just showed up again and go, need any help? So do ghosts exist? Do they really exist? Do they not exist? Do they exist in that couple's head? Do they exist in reality? If you've got some ghost stories, why don't you share your ghost stories in the comments? Let us know. But that is some of our crazy, haunted, r random Halloween storytelling. Halloween. 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 Happy Halloween! Halloween <laughs> stories. <laughs>